What are you listening to? You don't know that the guys are putting I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's... All right, listen up, y'all. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasano, joined, as always, by my very close friend, Scott Bracey, my one and only friend, Scott Bracey. How's it going, dude? Hey, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Way to, way to start the show very sentimentally. Yeah, we both... We bo- <laughs> well, I love you. You mean a lot I love to you, too. Before we get started, let me just say thank you to everybody who listens. Listen, look. We we work hard to put a, a, a decent podcast together for you. Uh, the information that we talk about, the games that we talk about, some of the stuff sometimes we get into the weeds. Listen, that's what we do. But we appreciate you listening because we do put, you know, a lot of time putting this together and we want it to be good for you. So thank you very much for listening. We, we do certainly hope that you share it with somebody. Agree. Thank you, everybody. Um, we both played golf last couple days. Yours didn't go so well, you said? It did not. It did not. Thank Mikey, you. Thank thanks, you, Michael. Buddy. The best podcast. You are correct. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I. Uh, Did you strike the ball well though? You were saying that the greens weren't. So I, I, I was, I was. We were all driving the ball pretty well, all four of us. Uh, but from about ninety in was a an adventure. Ah, yes. So they did a pretty good job on the front of keeping the fairway and about twenty yards each way clear leaves, but nice. back nine was not as great and. As if they got older and longer, the colder, and yes. you, you're starting to tighten up a little bit. And um, as much as I'm a bigger guy as you are too, like I, I sweat like a fucking bastard when it's August and July. Yeah, but I play a lot better when it's that kind of condition. because totally every, every, everything's loose and yes. Yes. Uh, the uh, the booze tastes a little bit better and it's a little more refreshing. It's a, yeah. So yesterday was a little rough, but I, I heard you uh, you played a little better than I did. I did. I shot an 85, which is which is not bad. And we had similar conditions with the leaves and stuff like that. Listen, it's fall almost yeah. winter golf is difficult because the, the even when you're in the fairway, it's it's often not the best. The grass was your isn't fairway, Was your fairway mushy? It was spongy in spots, yeah. yeah. And some spots were some spots were almost like like a like sewage, which yes. you can't even get the ball to go anywhere when it's like that. So that kind of sucked. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I did something that I think I don't remember in my lifetime doing as a golfer. I didn't have a single three putt. So they clearly didn't. They, they clearly you. aerated these greens over a month ago because they were in really good shape. You can still just slightly, ever so slightly, see the dimples. But it was pretty much um, all fixed up from that. Um, but I didn't three putt one time. I chipped the ball. I, I was not, I, I didn't do a very good job of getting on the green, but I chipped it within six feet almost every time and one putted on those. Or if I did get it on a green, I would two putt. Like I I I did. I'm. Let me just preface this by saying I'm a terrible putter. Terrible, terrible yeah, putter. So the fact that I didn't have a three putt is yeah, it's good. Forget it. It's fantastic. I, be- I believe I told the boys twice yesterday. I am the worst putter in this group. Not in any oh. guy we play with, hands down. It's so and important. Then, too. Like, no, I am. And then we start arguing about who's the worst putter. That's how great the day was. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> and it's just it it it's the worst when you're actually striking the ball pretty well. I like, know. You're the ball well, and you're like, oh man, I got like birdies and and pars all over the place here. And then you go on three putt, and you're like. Dude, I just went 450 yards in two strokes, and now Dude. it takes me three more to go 10 feet. Come on, man. you could got to do better than that. That's going to be on my casket or my oh. grave or whatever. Dude, you, you, it takes you two shots to go 450 and then six to go 11? It's, like, just, it's, so, 
It's so frustrating. That's oh. what makes golf so great, but it's just so damn frustrating. But anyway, I wanted to start with this. Do you, do you, I'm asking you, Scotty, and listeners, you could play along as well. Do you have like a drink, some kind of booze that you used to drink a lot, but then one time you either took it too far or something happened and it didn't end well? And yes, now, sir. and now you can't even, you can't even like look at it anymore. Yep. What, what, what is yours? Tequila. Okay. So you can't have any kind of tequila? I could do a shot or two, but if I'm sitting there like all day long, it's going to be, I'll be naked in like eight minutes. <laughs> So I learned very early on that like bad tequila is a problem. Yes, but good tequila yes. I can do well. Like with. like Quavo, that crap. Yeah, yeah that's no, yeah. yeah. If it's yellow, yeah. Um mine though is Southern Comfort. I used to have a shot of Southern Comfort, multiple shots of Southern Comfort. It was great and then I had a terrible experience and it was I can't even see, I can't even look at the bottle anymore because it like I, I could start back. to feel the the the, the, <laughs> the tingle? Yes, I'm like oh it doesn't look good. And so what happens is we get scarred by these environments. You probably have a food that did the same thing. You probably ate something. You eat a thousand or a, times. Or a restaurant. Or yeah, a restaurant. Like You're that. like, I ate there a thousand times. A one time went bad and, and it's just no good. And it sticks in your mind. I think that happens with athletes a lot. And I'm going to talk about a couple current ones and, and maybe one past one to make, make my point. Um, I'll talk about the past one first. I, I was watching Mark Sanchez on TV the other day because he, he does a lot of work with Fox with football now. And if I said to you, Mark Sanchez, what's the first thing you think? Butt fumble. Butt fumble, right? Like it's instantaneous. You can't even help it. You think butt fumble. And you totally forget the fact that Mark Sanchez went to -to back-to-back AFC championship games with the Jets. Like, hello, the Jets. It's one thing that the Jets went to -to back-to-back, but it was with Mark Sanchez. We totally disregard that that ever happened. And we think of Mark Sanchez as a failure because of the butt fumble right the bad taste in our mouth from the butt fumble we do this with current but you could do you could say this about jay cutler we've said we've seen jay cutler either whether it's the look on his face or the way that he walks and it just rubs us the wrong way like he just doesn't care but if you actually go look at him statistically in some of the years with denver and a, and a few of the years really with chicago there were some monster years like monster years and but we disregard that because we see the you know the stoic look on his face almost of like disregard doesn't even care and we let that that bad taste overwhelm we have a couple players now that we do the same thing Carson Wentz is one of them I don't know that you'll ever in your lifetime as as long I should say I I don't know if you'll ever in hit in the rest of his career be able to see him play or see his name we got some car racing going on over there yeah it looks that way (laughs) I got the I got the green 11 for the uh, (laughs) for anyone betting home I don't think you'll be able to see his name or watch him play without thinking of that kind of pass interception thing that he just did this past weekend. Oh, my God. Right? And if you look at the two games he's played against Tennessee, he's got like a 62 quarterback rating, which is it's it's, it's terrible. It's, it's got awful. But if you look at the other games, he's thrown every other game that he's played that's not against Tennessee, one interception and like 17 touchdowns. And it's not like the Titans and, of the 85 Bears. Exactly. And a passer rating over 100. Okay, you could say the same thing with Sam Darnold. Uh, I believe Carolina just lost this past weekend, right? Like, no, well, they won. Oh, they, they did won. win. They, beat, they, they came back and beat Atlanta. That's correct. They, they did come back and won. But we look at Sam Darnold. We talked about it last week. Sam is Sam, right? Sam is Sam. He does he does what Sam does. Does the turnovers and everything. Do you know that Sam? Dar- so that's in our head. That bad taste is in our head, and we can't let it go. Do you know that Sam Darnold had the highest quarterback rating on Pro Football Focus last week? 
Now, you can skew numbers and you can say, well, it doesn't necessarily... Even if you don't think he was the best player last week at quarterback, he his numbers just showed that he was one of. You could at least say one of. Sure. But we have that taste in our mouth of that one thing. And we just think of Sam as reckless, throw the ball away, fumble. Benched. Be- yes. It, it, but we think of those things and we let it skew everything else that we see. Like the fact that he has like seven rushing touchdowns this year that we forget about that. I don't even think Lamar Jackson has as many rushing touchdowns as Sam Darnold, which is freaking crazy, right? So w- my point of this is just to say, because we're kind of doing that in the opposite with uh, Patrick Mahomes. We have the taste in our mouth that is good. And it's like, well, this guy's great, you know, st- Super Bowls, back-to-back Super Bowls, three straight AFC Championship games, the sidearm throw, everything. The, all these great bright flavors and, and everything looks great, right? And it's almost like we refuse to acknowledge that right now he's playing horrible. Like he's just not playing well. All the turnovers, all the things that we liked, the jump tosses, the su- they're not working now. And we're it's almost like we refuse to acknowledge, or I, not us, we've talked about it. But anywhere else you look, because they don't like to tell talk the truth, it's like you refuse to acknowledge that he's playing just terribly. Like one of the worst. He's got the most turnovers of any quarterback in the NFL right now. Like you can say what you want. It doesn't mean he's never going to be great again. But you're so so, we're, we're, so many people are so stuck on who he was. Did you hear what Dan Orlovsky said? No. What did he say? You see, he's got the worst mechanics by far out of any quarterback in the league right now, and he's dead ass right. Of course he is, but he always has been. He always has had terrible mechanics. But it just, but it worked because he's such a special talent. Yeah, but there's something different with your eyes just watching him this year. Okay, like, so- like he's like, like if you give, if you give Tom Brady ten yards, ten yards, ten yards, a correct, clip, they go eighty yards, touchdown, boom. Mahomes could do that, two or three plays, and then all of a sudden he wants to go for the seventy yard bomb. Right, he just he can't. He, somewhere in the back of his mind, he feels like he's got to make an explosive play every drive. We don't have to do that all the time. Well, I thought about that, too. And I said, let me look into what's going on here. And, you know, you hear people, you hear, like, the discussion is that, like, what they're doing against Kansas City right now is they're playing a, a cover two, like the old Tampa two, where they're playing deep. Yep. And they're going to let Kansas City, you know, get short they, passes. They yeah. And they'll let you do that. But the other thing that you're supposed to be able to do against cover two is you're supposed to be able to run the football. And this is the one thing that Kansas City is not really doing well now that they have in the past. Not that they were a running team, but they could run the ball when they wanted to. The New England Patriots were famous for this, right? Like, you got Tom Brady. They're throwing the shit out of the ball. But it was at the end of the game when they needed to run the ball, when they needed a first down, when they needed to run some clock. They always had the running game to go to when they needed it or when they wanted it. And what Kansas City does not have now is a running game when they want it, and when you, or, or, or really when they need it also. And that means play action doesn't mean shit, and you can play these softer coverages. See, if, if there's a running game, you have to commit more men to the box, and then you can get over the top of that. Exactly. You can't do that right now. and, it, and So you can't run, and you can't get over the top, and Mahomes gets very frustrated with that, and he's having a hard time with that, on top of the fact that his mechanics are shit. But his mechanics were always shit. That's not nothing. That's not anything new. They were always bad, but he's just so goddamn talented that he was able to work past that, overcome that, because he's you know, got a cannon, can do all these great things. But it's be- I, I really do believe it's because they don't have a run, whether it's a running back, new offensive line, which is something that we've talked about multiple times. But between those two things, um, 
this is what's going on here. But but it's also like we can't. It's so many people that are unwilling to say Patrick Mahomes is playing like shit. No, he's playing terrible, dude. He's playing terrible. There may be multiple reasons why, but he's playing bad. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just no way around it. So we do have some breaking news. I just wanted to start off with that because I think sometimes we get stuck in our thinking because of what we've seen and what's 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 you know burned into our our memory. Yeah, and the last two years were unbelievable. So it's like yeah, you kind of think it's still the same thing, and it's not. Right. And uh, you know, also real quick, just to add to you, real yeah. quick, Kelsey doesn't look the same. He looked disinterested Monday night. He couldn't get open. Well, we do know that Tyreek Hill has been banged up. He's playing, but banged up. So maybe, dude. If you take 10% off of these guys, yeah, that's, that's true. a big difference in this league. If that was college football, it wouldn't matter too much. I agree with you 100%. Something is up with Kelsey also. Dropping balls. Fumbling. Fumbling. Um, after Yards after catch are almost non-existent. Yeah, yep. Uh, and even early in the year, he was doing that. So that's what makes me think there may be you know, some some bumps and bruises going on there with him as well. They're clearly frustrated, you know, Andy Reid after the game. Now, they won the other day against a totally depleted Giants team, so they shouldn't even have been in the game. But they won, and Andy Reid after the game, that press conference, you would have thought they lost. And they were lucky to win. They're totally lucky to win. They got they got couple a couple penalties, a, turnovers by the Giants. Like, they threw an interception, the Giants were offsides, it would have been over. Yes. So, you know, they know it. What's, what's, what is good about Patrick Mahomes is that he's humble enough to know that he knows it. He knows there's a problem. I'm sure he's working on it, but something's got to go. Yeah, but you know, there's a, a really it, a good of, chance that they're not a playoff team this year. A lot of it might not be fixable week to week either. That's, I that's agree totally. Point. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see what happens with that offensive line. Uh, so in the news, just, just today specifically with Aaron Rodgers, COVID positive. Now, you know, lots of guys get test positive for COVID. But what's interesting about this story is back in August when he was asked, Aaron Rodgers said, I'm immunized, not vaccinated. He actually used the word, I'm immunized. Mm -hmm. And that was really misleading. Now, uh, apparently the team knew that he wasn't vaccinated. And you can say, well, who gives a shit if he lied to the media? And, you know, to a certain degree, I agree with that. But it does look shitty. And your track record gets taken into account for this, too. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is kind of a scumbag. Oh, your boy. And here, and here comes the guy who's, you know, media manipulator, doesn't like when people have, you know, the trolls. But when you act like this and you continually do stuff like this, you're the one adding fuel to the fire. You're the one that started this conversation. So, once again, Aaron Rodgers proves to be kind of a douche. He, he, he does it to and himself. To make it look a little worse... He was on a Halloween party Sunday, no yes. mask and everything. Uh, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. Bad look, right? It's about. I was thinking about and, that and, same and listen, thing. And listen, and I and I and I'm with you. People do what you want. I don't like mandates. Totally either. agree. Yeah. However, when you're putting teammates and other people at risk, I don't like that shit, man. Right? I, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, so that's the other thing. Like the the league has not mandated that players have to be vaccinated, but if you're not then they expect you to follow certain protocols about keeping six feet distance or three feet distance, whatever it is, wearing masks. Clearly, he thumbed his nose at those rules as well. So I don't know if there's any uh, penalties because of that. We'll see what comes of that, but that's interesting. Uh, Michael Thomas came out today. Michael Thomas, starting wide receiver, who had what ankle injury, had ankle surgery. Is that what it was? Am I I correct with that? Well, this is the the new one, but what, what did he miss the year for? He was suspended six games? This year? 
Or no, and then he was hurt. What was no, it hurt? was he had surgery very, very late, oh, like oh, in June. Instead of, or, or even maybe it was later than that. Instead well, was of doing, it knee, was it near? Was it ankle? Was I it thought ankle? it was an ankle. And then he yeah. hurt his ankle. And then he wow. just he said he had they said he had a setback. No. And this hurts New Orleans because listen, they're five and two now. Yeah, I know Jameis Winston, yeah, I know Jameis Winston went down, but you know they were thinking, hey, you know we get Michael Thomas back and we're five to like, you know they can make a run. They can make sure. a run. The They're NFL is kind of weird this year because I know Dallas looks really good and, you know, the Cardinals are looking good, but it's kind of wide open. Like, nobody's running away with it right now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's kind of wide open and you can think, hey, if we get a home game, we sneak in. Like, and now without, without him, it's like, ah, here we go again, right? Thanks, Brett, for the confirmation. Appreciate it. Yes, it was an ankle, so. Um, that's kind of a big story of him, him being out. And then finally, this one is just bananas. Oh my God. Was it Henry Ruggs? Is that his first name? Henry Ruggs, the third Henry Ruggs, former Alabama wide receiver, wide receiver for the, uh, Las Vegas. Well, ex wide receiver for Las Vegas. That's a good point. Yeah. They did cut him. Why? Uh, DUI, somebody got killed in his car. And then you find out he was going 150 miles an hour, which listen, it's Corvette. It's probably what you should be doing, but maybe not while you're shit faced. And other people in the car. 150 miles an hour. Dude, that's what they go on NASCAR racetracks. Dude. Jesus. And he kills someone else in another car, and he gets a scratch on his nose. It's crazy. Dude, sometimes, man, just life is right. just... It just doesn't It just doesn't make any sense. I have a theory. Uh-oh. Well, maybe not such a theory, but a statement. Do you think having a team in Las Vegas had anything to do with this, or would this happen anywhere in the in the country? Ah, listen, uh, Miami is as hot a party spot as there is in the country. L.A. is as hot a spot to be. New York is as hot a spot to be. Yeah, but you Chicago. can't drive in New York. You can't drive twenty five miles in New York. Never mind one hundred and fifty. No, that's true. I mean, all these places you have to go outside city limits to do that kind of stuff, but. Las Vegas' city limits is a little small. Or you get to the desert. Yeah, and and I also feel like something always stupid happens during a bye week. Always. Free time, right? Idle hands. It's it's just unfortunate. It's just sad. Oh, it's horrible. The whole whole thing's sad. It's it's. So the person that was killed was in the other car. Was in the yeah yeah. So he must have just (sighs) poor bastard. Somebody just going about his business. Dude, it was a 23-year-old girl and her dog, like, like lit on fire, man. Like horrible. And then the front of his car, like, was not even there, and he gets a scratch on his nose. It, it, it it's it's not right. It's bullshit, it's man. It's right. it's sad. It sucks. Rest in peace to her. Yeah. And uh, and his and his life's ruined either way, one way for or sure. another. It's it's for sure. He goes to jail for that, right? Listen, you got to imagine, but there's been other guys. We have talked about this two, three weeks uh, ago. This is true. That two guys played two weeks later and killing somebody. So I, I, I don't know. I don't Good know point. anymore. Who's worse, this guy or Urban Meyer? Because all, I don't hear all the outrage. Urban Meyer's palming some chick's ass, and all I heard was outrage and run this guy out of the league, and this guy just, just killed somebody going 150 miles an hour, and I don't hear the outrage. Where are all the players? Outraged. Where is ESPN? Outraged. Barely even hear the story. You don't. Hear, you don't hear about the emails anymore either, do you? No. You what, don't. Happened, what happened? All the emails coming yep. up. What oh, by the that? way, uh, Gruden is contemplating suing the oh. NFL, and he should. And we'll see what happens with that. Thank you, Mikey. Yep, exactly. Dante Stallworth. That's right. One last thing before we get to, um, you know, going over what happened in the NFL last week. 
Real quick, Atlanta Braves win the World Series last night. Kind of a big Thank deal. God. They haven't won it in, what, 27 years? Is that the number? Yeah, I think 95, 96 years. It's been a while. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to think, because that was like the Greg Maddox, Smoltz, um, Glavin, Glavin, Avery. Yeah, they had To think players, that they though. only won it one time. You would have thought, like, that was a very Yankee-esque type team. And they, yeah. they were always in the playoffs, but they never, you know, almost never won it, which is... Almost, it's almost a sin that they only. There's, won one there's time. one difference between those two teams. You know what it is? Tell me, Mariano Rivera. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty big difference. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. So, anyway, congratulations to Atlanta. What's interesting about that, of course, is they went into the playoffs with the worst record. <laughs> Dude, July 13, they had a three percent chance to win the it's World crazy. Series. It's crazy. It's just crazy. You know, thank you to they must be thanking the Mets, sending a case of Dom Perignon to the Mets for blowing the, the like the, <laughs> the first team in history to be in first place in August and finish with a sub 500 record. Thanks a lot, Mets. You, you, and uh, it kept it kept the cheating Astros from winning again. So yes, that's always every, good for Yankee fans. That makes everybody happy on the East Coast. Though, everybody's yeah. happy about that. Let's get to the NFL. Of course, the Jets somehow this is they, they are maybe they belong on the don't know list. The Jets beat, you know, obviously they beat the Bengals. Now, the Jets have won two games this year. Both times, they both games that they won, they beat the team that was leading the AFC. That had, you know, was technically in first place in the AFC. I don't understand that at That's all. football, Susan. <laughs> the Jets beat Tennessee, and Tennessee then goes on a three-game winning streak against the Bills, the Chiefs, and uh, who the hell did they just beat? The Colts, right? They just beat the Colts? The Bengals? No, 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 the Titans, Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the Jets Sorry, beat yeah. the Titans, and then they go on a three-game winning streak against the Chiefs, the Bills, and the yep. and, and the uh, and the Colts. Not in that order, but yeah. No, yeah. no, no. It was uh, the Bills, then the Chiefs, the Chiefs and, and then the Colts. The Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and now they go, you know, you know, Bengals. Dude, first of all, what's crazy about this, forget about Mike White, backup quarterback. I, I understand all the monster numbers that he put up, historic and everything like that. But it's the fact that he did it against the Bengals who were, like, have, their defense has been so improved this year. This is a defense that basically shut down Lamar Jackson. And they couldn't shut down Mike White and the Jets? Explosive Mike White and the Jets? This is just... Wait, Pete, you smell that? I smell a quarterback controversy. Oh, uh, you're crazy. Oh, no let's go! No you're such boy, thing. Salah was very weird in the press conference. What I will very tell you, weird. what I will tell you is that Zach Wilson should learn something from Mike White. You know what Mike White did? Mike White took Mike White took what the defense gave him so many different times. I came to uh, yeah. ten to twelve times. He just dumped it off to a running back out of the backfield. Take four yards. Take six yards. I, I heard Joe Klatt kind of talking about this, and somebody else was talking about it. Sometimes when you're that talented, you feel like you got to use all your talent all the time. Like there's no denying Zach Wilson's arm talent. Mahomes, why would you Mahomes, exactly? You were, you, yeah. you, exactly. You were just talking about because he's so gifted. Like he feels like he's got to use all the gifts all the time, and you don't. Okay. Sometimes a small loss is a win, and it's uh, you know we. I, I use the Carson Wentz example, that crazy play with Carson Wentz that he did in the end zone. He wasn't. He wasn't thinking bad. Like he's trying to make make he's trying to do something good. He's right. trying to make you know get the ball out so it's not a safety and it's not you know. Keep, 
but sometimes taking a small loss is a win because you get to play another down. And this is what yeah. this is what Zach. Well, there's if there's no questioning who's t- more talented, whether it's Mike White or Zach Wilson. Okay, there's no question. But learn something here that it's okay to take three yards, four yards, six yards, throw it away, yep. live to play yep. another down. It's okay yep. to do those things. And look what happens. You end up Mike White ends up throwing, and he threw an interception. I think he threw two. He threw back to back interceptions. He threw, yeah, but one wasn't his fault. The other one he kind of threw it behind him. Eddie Sevens, welcome back out of uh, out of a six week hiatus. Yeah, so um, so uh, you know, you know he should learn something from this. As a, but there's no controversy though. You know, what Mike White did that. Zach Wilson hasn't done. Got the tight end involved. Yes, which is interesting because Zach Wilson did a great with job the with the tight end Tyler, during Tyler Croft. Yeah, he did a great job with getting the ball to the tight end in the preseason. It's like he totally forgot about how much success he had with the, the tight end, end during could the be season. Your best friend, man, absolutely, it really, it really can be, especially for a rookie quarterback. Ugh, you know. Come on. So um, it's a great win. Uh, Some interesting news. The Jets hired Zach Wilson's personal uh, quarterback coach, John Beck. He's an ex-BYU guy, too. He is. Now, John Beck was an overachiever at BYU. He put up some crazy monster numbers. This is back in the day when BYU was one of the few teams in the country that threw the ball as much as, you know, everyone does now. Um, But he's definitely a quarterback guru, and I I think that can only help. So – it's a small deal, but a big deal for Zach Wilson. Like it's not, it's nothing that's going to like make the news, but it's a big deal for him because he's super comfortable. If you remember the story I told you after Zach Wilson's junior year, he would travel, he would drive eight hours down to Southern California to yep. meet with John Beck for yep. the weekend and then drive eight hours back. To was Utah. it John Beck or was it Jordan Palmer? No, it was John Beck. Now he worked with Jordan Palmer a little bit in the pre-draft stuff. Okay. That's, okay. you know, Jordan Palmer helps you get ready for the draft. But I think his, he had the same his, drive for him, too. His, it might have been. Um, I, I, I look at that as, like, you know, I told you that at the time. That was a big deal for me to see, like, that kind of dedication. Steelers beat the Browns. With Baker Mayfield. With Baker. I don't. This is not Baker's fault. Or is it? Like, once again, Listen, they fall I, behind, and he cannot find a way to bring them back. That's a problem. I, I, I said this last week. I give the guy credit for playing hurt. But Chubb, Chubb didn't look like he was ready to go. Um, their defense. You knock the Steelers' kicker out of the game. They got to go for two every time. Go for it on fourth down every time, and you only score ten points. Dude, there's a bigger problem than uh, that. I know the Steelers have a good defense, but it ain't this good. Okay, first no, of all, no, no. You tell me the other quarterback in the NFL that you put on this team with that with the best offensive line, two good running backs, good tight ends, good wide receivers, like. And, and they're going to do as poorly as Baker Mayfield does. Come on, man. You right, tell me the quarterback that wouldn't that wouldn't do better. It's bizarre. They Every it's single bizarre. other quarterback, you know, he's he's not good. He's just not good. There's no reason for it. Well, you know what, Joe? I got to give I gotta give him a little bit of a break here because I watch a lot of that game. Landry dropped three fucking balls they right did. in his hands. They Beckham did. dropped two. And then Beckham's dad's coming out. Yeah, ba- Beckham bashing, ba- bashing Baker. Douche. Dude, yeah. uh, uh, come on, man. You like, dropped two balls, it's Baker's fault. But I agree, it is. But it's also, be see, this is, be what, this is what happens. Like, there's a culture there um, and that your quarterback has to be the one to get you out of it, and he's just not. You know, sometimes there's the lack of belief is a problem. Now, those players need to make those catches. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take the burden off of them to make those catches. Yeah. Of course, it's yeah. your friggin' job. You're making a lot of money to do it. Um, uh, I got one for you. Yeah, man. Colts and Titans both tried to give that game away. You just said with Carson Wentz. I was Wentz. going to, yeah. 
Holy moly. Big story coming out of that game, of course, is that Derrick Henry gets hurt. But, you know, Carson Wentz, man. Like I said, this is important to understand. These plays, he's trying to make something out of nothing. But sometimes you should just try to make nothing out of nothing. Just mm-hmm. let it be nothing and move on. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this is hard. I, I said this to you last week. I forget who the heck we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about Justin Fields or any rookie quarterback. For I was saying, it's really hard to be a quarterback in the NFL, man. It's just really, really hard. Most positions on a football field, you can kind of just step in and play within a week or two. Quarterback, it's just, it's just not that. And these decisions have to be made. It's snap judgment. And he cannot turn off that switch of trying to make a play every single time. He just cannot. And it costs him dearly, man. Like th- that play at the I, goal line, there is no excuse for that. You gotta think on you gotta think logically, like Derrick Henry being out, Titans are gonna take a step back for sure. But I tell you, the Colts are blowing three or four games here where they're starting to get buried in this division where you might not be able to dig yourself yeah. back out of it. Oh, absolutely. They're lucky that the rest of the division is bad, but what's what what I'm looking forward to seeing over the next few weeks is we're going to get at least a partial answer to the question of is it the running back or is it the offensive line? Now, I'm not trying to say that Derrick Henry isn't a great running back, but is he doing this all by himself or is this offensive line opening holes and he's taking advantage of that? Now, you know, listen, when he breaks away for an 80-yard run and they can't catch him, that's Derrick Derrick Henry. (laughs) But, you know, I'm just interested to see you know, they signed Adrian Peterson, uh, 36 years old now, I think he is. Um, but we're, we're going to see. He's getting to be like Frank Gore now. Just yeah. hanging on, hanging on. I know. But, but he's we'll on the see. practice squad, right? He's not on the, he's not on the 53? Yeah, they're probably going to elevate him off of that soon enough. Yeah. But I, I just, I'm interested to see if they can still have a running game. Is it is it more the offensive line or is it more Derrick Henry? Well, we're going to find out what Tannehill's made of now, that's for sure. Yeah, and and he's the opposite of Carson Wentz, right? Now, he still has great numbers. I told you before the season started, there's only two quarterbacks in the league that have more more uh, touchdown passes than him, and it was Tom Brady, and I think it was Aaron Rodgers was the other one, over the last three years. He, th- those are the only two. Yeah, yep, and yep. So why? And what my what is my point about that? We look at him as kind of boring, and not, why? Because he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make those kind of same mistakes that Carson Wentz makes. And we don't think of him putting up numbers because we see what Derrick Henry does, and we kind of overlook Tannehill. But you're right. He's never had to really be the one to carry the team. I don't know how much he's going to have to carry him. I don't know if he can carry them, but he's certainly going to have to step up for sure. We'll see if he can do that. San Francisco ran away against uh, Chicago kind of late. That game was close for a while. And, of course, dude, I don't understand the media anymore. I just don't get it. Justin Fields has a, had 175 yards passing. On 19 completions. Okay. Now, he ran for 100 yards. That's great. Oh, he had a great game. Uh, uh, who the hell's the coach here? Uh, uh, Nagy wasn't there. See, maybe, maybe is it a coincidence that he had such a great game and Nagy wasn't there? Dude, Justin Fields hasn't thrown for 200 yards in a league that is pass-happy and makes it incredibly easy. Uh, um, what's the kid down? Davis Mills has more 200-yard passing games than Justin Fields. Is, J- is Davis Mills more talented? Does he have more talent around him? Does he have a better offensive line? Does he have a better running game? Come on. And he still lost by, and he still lost by 11. Who gives a shit? You lo- and you lost. Oh, he played fantastic. I'm sorry. Do you know what the... 
no mention of what the guy on the other side of the field did. Jimmy Garoppolo throws for 322 yards on 17 completions. Do we even mention it? Oh, he sucks. He's got to be traded. He's got to be out. We need um, Trey Lance to Trey come Lance, in. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Are we watching the same sport? It's, I don't understand. I just don't understand what's going on. I really don't understand what's going on. What is the dick sucking on Justin Fields all about? He's not well, even average. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even average. Come on, man. I'll go one bad rookie to a really good rookie. Mac Jones and the Patriots go to Los Angeles and beat the Chargers. I'm going to say something. I'm I'm sick to my freaking stomach that I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it. I think the Patriots are on a trajectory to peak right at the end of the season and maybe oh. make, maybe make a run oh. in the AFC. I absolutely agree with that. It's Sickens me, sickens me to even say that out loud. And I'm a little surprised that they didn't make a run at Odell Beckham for the stretch run to have that kind of deep threat. Well, did you hear what happened today? The Browns told Beckham not to come to practice, and uh, Stefanski told the team this might be the last you see of him. But then why didn't you trade him yesterday? They might release him. But that's weird. Why you could have gotten something for him? Why release him now? And you still have to pay him. I don't. I don't know. It's I just don't know weird. What teams do. I don't but know. I'm telling but, you, what, but, man. But, I, but don't be surprised if the Raiders come calling. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I'm just telling you, uh, I'm, Eddie. I'm, you Homer. <laughs> I'm. I'm looking at this Patriots team. I got. I hate that I have to say this. Mac Jones is getting a little better every week. Each week he pushes the ball down the field. They're just so yeah. well coached. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they're just so well coached. They are easing him into this little by little each week. Throws the ball a little further down the field, a little more downfield shots. The numbers are going up. He already they're has running, like a six or seven. really good. They're, they can run the ball. They clearly play good defense. I hate to say it, man, but I. And, and, and you look at the other side of the field, the Chargers are what the Chargers always are. They look great. It's crazy. It's great on paper, and they find it, ways to lose. No matter who's the coach, it's inc- it's insane. <coughs> it is just weird, man. Oh, don't don't get choked up on me. We're only talking. The other thing is, dude, did they even have a home field? I think there were just as many Patriots fans. Chisigetti's <laughs> coming. What do you say, Peter? So used to getting. Uh, I can't even see my eyes; just went blurry. Obliterated by the Pats, he thinks he averaged fourteen. That listen, it, it's partly true. But I I'm, I can't stand the, that I got to say it. But I just think the pizza, Patriots are pizza going on the tilt right still from all those years. <laughs> I definitely have PTSD. Uh, the Saints beat the Buccaneers. Uh, as Jameis gets hurt, the Saints D is legit. Yeah, it is. Uh, I have I had issues with the the Saints coming into the season. They've won a couple. This was a game that I definitely didn't think they had a chance of winning. They're five and two, and it's really because of their defense. But Jameis goes down, torn ACL. Asta Lasia. Do you sign Cam? Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I was su- hoping that, I was hoping yeah. we would trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I, I'm, I was surprised <laughs> that they didn't reach out, especially considering you know that Denver traded Von Miller. You know, there's a yeah, fire you, sale going on. You want to talk about a half-assed fire sale? That is the fucking definition. Why not? I, if I was Denver, I would have reached out to Norton. Now, maybe they did. I don't know. They, they should have traded a quarter. But... They should have fired their coach. I'm well, sorry. That's I'm gonna happen. That. That's gonna happen. Well, well let's get to that. Denver did beat the Washington football team, and one of the worst games ever played. But let me just say, I don't like Cam, but I think Cam actually wouldn't necessarily be a bad fit on the Saints. I agree with you. Okay, so if they did that, 
you know, you play with Trevor Simeon for a couple weeks, give Cam some time. If anybody can get him up to speed, it's Sean Payton can get him to a point where he's, you know, serviceable and, and he can grow within the last eight, nine weeks of the season. We'll see if they pull that off. But, um, yeah, Denver beats the team Washington. formerly known as the Redskins. Yeah, that's great. Sell-off has begun. Von Miller is gone. What were his, How many sacks did he have this year? Mm, four and a half, I okay. think. So the only, I mean, listen, it's not Von Miller of four or five years ago, clearly. No, but he's still valuable. Yeah. And what's interesting about this going to the Rams, if you look at all the moves that the Rams have made over the last, like, I don't know, four years is when they've really started that's getting very aggressive. Fair. Three, four years. They've all pretty much worked. And, dude, they have no draft picks either. Oh, so my God. They're like, they're, it's, it's. Dude, next year they don't pick until Saturday. It's the movie draft day, like all over again. Yeah, they don't they don't pick until Saturday. Now, listen, if they win a Super Bowl, this nobody'll give a shit, right? Right. Here's right. the problem. Only one team wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. It better be you, dude, because I'm just telling you like I get it. And a lot of people like this. They like them being aggressive. They're saying, "Hey, you got to go for it while you can." I totally get it. But you don't want to leave yourself no outs. I saw a meme on Facebook or Twitter the other day. Picture uh Stafford Darnold, Jalen Ramsey, and Von Miller. All this to be the 44-year-old. <laughs> it's true, right? I mean, it's true. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. I don't know. Thanks, Ed. See it's, you later, a, bud. it's a lot of – It's a. they've given up so much. All their eggs are in the basket for really for it's, this season. Yeah. And, you know, listen, they're, one, they're clearly one of the better teams in the league. <coughs> but they have, they have no outs. You know, e- even as far as, like – yeah, you're right. You're right. Because they're, they're, they're to be able they're... to make maneuvers later. You know? Exactly. You have nothing. You have nothing. So we'll see what happens. Uh, one, one more, and then we'll move on. Uh, the Cowboys Sunday night. That that's an impressive win with a backup quarterback at Minnesota. It's an I, absolute that's, steal. Uh, it's it's an absolute steal. We were on this podcast a week ago because we did it on Friday, and we said, "Listen, don't play Dak. Mail this one in. Take the L. You're still six and two. Right? They would have been six and two. No, they have one loss." I said they would have been oh, if they. Oh took yes, the L. You're, yes. I'm sorry. They would I'm have sorry, been yes, six yes, and two. Yes. No problem. You're still going to win your division. You still have one of the best records in the NFC. Like it's not a problem. Yeah. yeah. And they did sit back, and they still won the game. Cooper Rush goes out there, throws for 325 yards and two touchdowns. And I have to tell you, dude, I'm, listen, I'm not trying to say Cooper Rush is a, is a player, but he looked so poised, so under control. Even after throwing an interception, he came he back and okay. just laid one in the bucket. I, I was. He looked okay. I was he spent, stunned that they won that game. Stunned. He, calmed, he definitely calmed down more in the second half, and he leaned on. To listen, when when Elliott and 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 uh, Pollard are getting eight yards a carry, it's a little easier to make a play action, turn around with no one in your face. But listen, he made the throws. He threw a couple gems to Cooper and Lamb, and but just as you know, a team, this is a steal. This is an utter steal of a victory. Because listen, Minnesota was a little desperate for a win. We talked about that. It was one of my picks. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe it was one of my picks. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah, because I figured if they're going to sit back, dude, you figure the whole team is just going to mail it in, and they did it. And it gets is that more huge. is that more credit to Dallas or blame on Minnesota? Minnesota's weird. And I know, but you know what? While, I got to but... give it. I listen. I don't like Dallas, but I got to give it to them here because we talked about how if you look at even in Minnesota's losses, uh, did they lose to the Bengals? Yeah, week one. It was a close game. They lost to Arizona. They kind of had that they game. They should have won. won that game twice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So like we look and we say, listen, they're they're like two two or three wins away from being like a six and one team. And they're not. And they're not. So I gotta give it to Dallas on that one because they outplayed them. 
period. They outplayed them. Um, I did I did write down here about the Chiefs. They had an ugly win against the Giants. Ugly, yeah. I mean, the Giants were missing players. They played, te- like, you know, they had a lot of players out, receivers out. and Lost two more during the game. Like, more, it's, yeah, it's, it's just to, to think that that was a three-point game. And they really should have, and the Chiefs really should have lost. Absolutely. Uh, there's problems there, dude. There are definitely problems there, and uh, like we talked about right in the beginning of this podcast, I don't know that they're fixable at the end, you know, within this season. Right. You know, they made some huge moves. They spent a, a shit ton of money on offensive linemen, and that has not worked out the way they they wanted. Um, they cannot run the ball when they want to or need to. And Patrick Mahomes, like it or not, he's playing poorly. I don't think he's like. I don't say that as if to say he's done for his career. Like guys go through periods where they're not playing well for whatever reason. Uh, teams catch up to you, then you have to make adjustments. Listen, Tom Brady went seven, eight years in his career where there were no Super Bowls. They right. they they weren't bad, but they there were no Super Bowls. Like you know, so there are stretches where it gets rough. And it's I know they got the win, and that's all that matters. But it was rough. Like it, it was not pretty. It's certainly not what we've come to think of Kansas City Chiefs. It's not even close. There's not that explosiveness. No. no. Um, it just something's not right. Something's not right. It's not any. It's not just one thing either. I bring up the running game, but it's not just that. There's there's a, there's a few things that have gone wrong. So. Yeah, the defense is terrible. That doesn't oh. help things either. So that's why it's very bad. You know, they were saying Von Miller to the Chiefs, but no way Denver was going to do that. So. No. Why would they do that? Yeah. Exactly. So. Happen. A uh, couple games for you. Week nine preview coming up here. Sneaky good one in the AFC North, man. Browns yes. at Bengals. First one I wrote down. This is in- interesting because the Browns are, su- are certainly desperate. They're dying for a win here, and the Bengals. You know, you would have said they could. They were coasting into this game because we all thought that they were just going to trash the Jets, but now they're coming off a loss, and you don't want to yeah. lose two games in a row. And you don't want to lose at home. Um, it- it'll be an interesting test for Cincinnati too because. Isn't it uh, the the Browns have put some pressure on Joe Burrow? Like they've gotten to him and banged him up a little bit. So, um, and it's an in con- in, in division game. It'll yeah. be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yep. And then you added in, you know, what you talked about with some of that spiciness with the Odell Beckham stuff sitting oh them. Oh my god! You know that thing that the the fact that well you, we we didn't even mention that um, LeBron tweeted too, like free oh, Odell. Great. Right, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's 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 yeah. Baker loves that. Uh, I got now. This game lost a lot of steam. The Aaron Rodgers last COVID led Aaron Rodgers against at Chiefs. Pat, that uh, sucks. We're gonna find we're, we're gonna find out a little bit about Mister Love, right? Their backup quarterback, who they invested so much in that first round pick, they moved up to get him. Um, th- is this game in Kansas City? It is, sir. Yeah. Uh, this so this is this is similar to like to me this is what I saw like Dallas last week, like dude just go out there yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna mail this they, one in no, nobody get hurt nobody get hurt mail this one in they got one loss right now in a season so like whatever mail this one in the Chiefs are, are again the Chiefs are basically Minnesota last week like you're desperate for a win you certainly don't want to lose again at home, um but they're not playing particularly well what the hell's Love's first name Jordan Jordan Love. It'll be interesting to see. I saw him. I saw today. I was watching on the TV. He's much bigger than Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah, he's, he's much bigger, he's bigger, big wider. Yeah. Like he's a big dude, and he's listen. Aaron Rodgers is certainly athletic, but this kid is even more athletic than him. So we'll see if they 
if they use that, if they game plan that in a little bit, it's a great team to play against because the Chiefs don't exactly get after the quarterback. So right, <laughs> that's a right. that's a good one to warm up to. So uh, I got Titans at Rams Sunday night. No Derrick Henry for the Titans. Yeah, we'll see. Tannehill, like you said, uh, Tann- they're going to have to rely on him a little more, and then. And you're gonna to have to do this against that pass that that San Francisco 49er pass rush pass rush, which is not exactly fun. And we'll see. How about how about how about the Rams pass rush? What did I say? I said 49ers. 49ers. I meant the Rams. I'm sorry. Alrighty. I'm, I was getting ahead because I was gonna say the next game was the Cards and the 49ers battle for the AFC West. Um, 49ers are just not great. They're not exciting either. Nah, there's something missing there too, man. This is not, you know, we, or at least I certainly thought in the beginning of the season they were in the Super Bowl bubble of teams that I thought had a had a shot at the Super Bowl. They certainly don't right now. Now there's a long way to go. I kind of look at it as like you have to if if you if you get on a run like those last three or four games of the season, like that's when you can tell like who's playing well and who's gonna who's riding into the playoffs well. So they still certainly have time. Because they are talented. Mm-hmm. That de- was it. Is it Debo Samuel? Is that home? Yeah, very good player. Oh my goodness! Like they have talent, and Garoppolo went off this past week, dude. He threw for over three hundred yards, couple touchdowns. Like it's there. Ran, I think ran two win too as well. Didn't he? What's that? He went and ran a couple in himself. Yes. Right? Yeah. He definitely had one running touchdown. I don't know if he had. A, he might have had a second one, but like, there's the talent is there. Something's just missing. Like I don't know what it is. Something's just missing. I'm I'm curious if like the Kyle Shanahan thing, if he's starting to rub guys the wrong way. He is a bit of an abrasive personality. He's kind of been known for that on his assistant coaching stops in his career. That he's how do I say? Like um, he's a pretty stubborn guy. Like this mm-hmm. is what I want exactly like this. Not a like McVay looks more of like the kind of guy that wants to work with the players. I'm like, hey, how do I make this work best for you? LaFleur as well in Green Bay. Definitely. LaFleur, definitely the same. You're absolutely right. Whereas Shanahan is a little more dictatorial, a little more Belichickian kind of thing, where this is the way it is and that's it. And if you don't like it, take off. Yep, yep. And, you know, sometimes after a while, you know, Belichick can do it because he's got six rings. And you got the Super Bowl rings, you can be Parcells and get in someone's face and spit all over them because people want to (laughs) win. But Kyle Shanahan has come up short multiple times now, and sometimes after a while, you can rub, you can start rubbing people the wrong way. They don't want to hear your shit anymore. And I, I'm just curious, I'm just curious if that's starting to happen a little bit. Mm. I don't know that. I'm, I'm just. There's an intensity that's missing there with the Niners, and I don't know what it is. I agree. You know, Kittle's always banged up too. I know. Like he's just he's so talented, but he's never available. That other wide receiver's not lived up to any potential. Yeah. Ayuk. He's been so. Run, they, they got they got running backs coming in and out of the block room every week. They're always hurt. It's it's it's. But if anybody weird. has Kyler Murray's, uh, is he playing this week? He he was I questionable. He, I've he heard was a, question- I've heard a thing about it. He was questionable with an ankle injury. Um. So we'll see. But if anybody has a formula for 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 Kyler Murray, he, they do because what they like to do is they like to rush their ends up the field, but only as deep as Kyler Murray is has dropped. Because they just don't want him rolling out. They want to keep yeah. him in the pocket, and if they have, if he, they want to force him up in the pocket because he's so short, that, and he doesn't want to do that. He wants to if he, if he wants to bail, he wants to bail out towards the sidelines. Either way, he doesn't really care which direction, but he wants to go towards the sidelines. They've done a really good job, and this takes real discipline because as a as defensive end, outside linebacker, rush end, we'll say, you want to you want to hit that angle hard and get to that quarterback. I mean, you know, you you want to get your sacks, you want to get paid. 
And in this state, they need to stay upfield and kind of discipline and then close in. Yeah, it's hard it's... to do that play after play <laughs> after play. I mean, that's a lot to ask. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, those are the games that I noticed as well this uh, this week. You want to give you a top five? High five? Yeah, let's do our high five down low. Don't know. Mine's changed a little this week. Oh, righty. Not much, but, but a little. Um, I got Green Bay. In the high five. The Bucks are still there. I know they lost, but I still think they're one of the best teams. The Rams are one of the best teams. The Cardinals are one of the best teams. Although I have my doubts about the Cardinals moving forward. But we shall see. As of right now, I have to give them credit. They're a one-loss team. they got to be in there. And reluctantly... The I, Dallas Cowboys. I've moved the Dallas Cowboys into the top five. That win, without Dak... On the road against a desperate team, it would have been so easy for them to mail that in. I got to give McCarthy some credit there too, man, for having his team ready to play. And I I wasn't high on this hiring, but I got to give Dan Quinn some credit too for the way the defense is playing. So, yeah, I got the Cowboys in there. Right outside of that is the Bills. I had to drop the Bills out, man, because they've lost two games now, and they've lost in weird ways. And – Good teams find ways to win. They don't find ways to lose. And the two losses that they've had, they've actually outplayed the other team and still lost the game, and that bothers me. And there's something about the Good teams find ways to win, not find ways to lose. And they found two ways to lose, even though both those games they out outplayed. They got, got more yardage, more time of possession than the Steelers and uh, Titans, and they still lost. So that bothers me a little bit. But they're, but they're, still, they're still very good. Well, I disagree. I got Buffalo 5. Of and, course uh, you do. <laughs> Who do you I have out? That- Oh, Bucks? Really? Yeah. Wow. A one-loss team. You have them out. Tampa Bay plays Arizona right now. Who are you taking? I take the Bucks. Yeah. They. I mean, you're not giving them any credit for having beaten the Rams. Smoke the Rams. I mean, they yeah, smoked the Rams. And they, and they could be eight zero. They really could be eight zero. They should be eight zero. Probably. Um. But then there's other games. They could have so, lost to Minnesota, so we can we can point and say they could have had two losses. Something scares me. You're right, and I appreciate that the backup there. I um something tells me I don't trust Murray or Kingsbury. Listen, they proved me wrong so far, but let's see. Now we're we got November games start meaning a little bit more, and that division's brutal. I'm with you on this, and for me, it's more Kingsbury because this has been the last few seasons. They get off to decent starts, not this good, but they've gotten off to decent starts and then finished poorly. Yeah, and um, I got to put that on the coach. I'm sorry, like I yep. got to put that on the coach. And so I have my questions as well moving forward. I have my doubts, but I got to give it to him right now. I mean, I certainly got to give it to him right now. Yep. My down low. I am so thankful that I only had to keep my <laughs> Jets in there for one week, and they come up with dude. I just it boggles my mind that their two wins are against two of the best teams in AFC and then they can't they can't beat Atlanta on a neutral field. It's just it's I don't know. Uh, but my down low teams are <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Uh, I got the Detroit Lions. I feel so bad for them, but they got shit on this past week by the Philadelphia Eagles. It was so bad we didn't even mention it in the review. Um Jacksonville's still a bad football team. And as much as I don't like to, like I don't understand it. Miami's just bad, man. They're a one-win team. They're a one-win team, so they're in there. I got those. Those are my three. I even took Houston out. Yeah, I got Miami and Jacksonville as well. And I'm, you know, I, the Lions are they are bad. They're not, have the, they're, you don't they, win they a game. Won. Yeah, if you and don't have a win. And now, and now they're starting to get blown out. They're not even in these games anymore. Yeah, uh, but I, 
I don't have them in yet. And I, I got the Texans in because that game was 38 nothing. They're a bad I mean, team. That was, that was bad. They're a bad team. And really, they should be in there. Miami should be like three and a half, three B, whatever you want to say. Um, so I agree with you on that. But um, I don't know right now. I, I kind of mentioned, alluded to it when we were talking about the upcoming games this week. The 49ers. I just don't know. Even from half to half, dude, that first half against Chicago, it was like weird. Like they just, I, I, I just, I don't know what to make of that team from week to week. I just don't know what to make of them. So I, I just, I don't know. And the Patriots, I feel like this is a team on the, on the up, but they have no like wide receivers to talk about and a rookie quarterback. So in the end, they are four. And, they're four and four. They beat the Jets twice. They look like a team that's getting better, but you know, and they just beat the Chargers. But they're four and four. So that's an excellent segue. One of the teams that I don't know about are the Los Angeles Chargers. I totally agree. Uh, slumping offense. Um, they're minus five in point differential, which is bananas for a five and three team. Yeah. Um, is her is Herbert starting to get a little bit of a sophomore slump here? Well, he has his moments where he he doesn't play. Like, I shouldn't say it. he has plays like plays where you're like, what the hell just happened? I don't know. He's almost like a perfect charger. Remember how I was saying yes. like he's so not robotic. Like- yeah, he's not robotic, but his mechanics are exact every time. Like it's he's very fundamentally sound but it's fundamentals on every throw it's always fundamental it's yeah, never like a little sometimes you need to like yeah it's a little yeah. stiff you know it's a little robotronic as uh, jack black would say in um in um, uh, school of rock so that's a, like sometimes i'm just look like what what was that what did you just do but, but he looks so great most of the time but it's starting to, it's almost like he belongs on the chargers like it looks so great, but the results aren't always there. I don't know. It's just the last couple of weeks, though. He's having too many drives in a row where, like, it's three and out or like an interception or like it's it's not great. Well, so listen, we've talked about this many times. The NFL, you you have to constantly evolve because teams will catch up to you. Lamar Jackson is absolutely the exception to the rule because he's been doing what he's been doing for 4 years. I think he's just so goddamn athletic he, and he's so much more athletic than everybody else on the field that yeah. there's no catching up to that until he starts to slow down physically. Um but the rest of the league people catch up to you eventually and you're going to have to evolve and do something different or do something better. Uh you know, Tom Brady can't move at all, but the ball's out of his hands in two and a half seconds. You just can't get to him. And right on the nuts. Never mind <clears throat> you that. got like you gotta evolve and constantly move and constantly change. Peyton Manning talked about this after his first couple years in the league. He was like, you know, I, I started to do better. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then and then they then they changed up everything that they were doing. Then I had I had I had to change again. Yeah. And that's the league. If you want to be great, you have to keep moving forward. They will catch up with you. So maybe the league is starting to catch up. But I'm listening. You can say this with the Chiefs, right? Is what we were just talking about that the league kind of has the secret. It's not a secret, but. This cover two because Kansas City can't run a ball. So they stay in this cover two and they make them go underneath. And meanwhile, Mahomes is pressing so hard to go over the top. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. So you got to evolve. You know, it's kind of the same but different situation with with uh, with Herbert. You got to evolve. My, my second team, the Minnesota Vikings. I think I kind of know who they are. I, I, I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I thought 
you know, one of my sleepers to when we did the the, 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 the things in August, our yes. predictions in August. You know, we had the doubts on the defense. The defense is playing pretty well. Yes. Well, you know what it is, dude? If the offense plays well that week, the defense plays poorly. Yeah. If the defense plays yeah. well, the offense plays poorly. They're like, not in sync at all. And then they miss field goals to win two games. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, like it's... if the defense holds the other team to 16 points, they score 13 points. If the defense yeah. gives up 30, 31, they score 30. Like they're, It's almost like they're never on the same page with the defense that day. So that's that's something that makes them a definite don't know. And they're another one. Like The talent is clearly there. Like They're very like – and you can't even blame this on uh, Kirk Cousins. Because he's he's doing just fine. Yeah, he's all right. He's doing he's just right. fine. The numbers are and, there for and, and, and Dalvin Cook's doing all right too. It yes. just doesn't make any sense. It's just a little know. weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. But I but I just think I know who they are. They're an average. They're an average football team. Yeah, they're just not that good. Hey, let's talk about some college football. We had some very interesting games. Let's just Pete, hold let's... on. Hold on one second on that. I have something I want to bring up to you. Oh. oh. Did you watch Sunday Night Football at all? Who what was the Cowboys game? and Vikings? I didn't watch the whole game. So you heard enough for Collinsworth and, and Al Michaels. I mean, I know they call the game. They're they driving me nuts. Why? What happened? Collinsworth is fucking brutal, man. He is like <laughs> – I know he always talks a lot, but now he's like – he's – I've had enough of him. And Michaels, listen, he's a great – his voice still sounds he's good. He so looks like classic. a ghost at this point. But yeah, he's he doesn't great. look great. Um, I'm ready for Tariq on Breeze. I just wanted to say that. I'm ready. I'm not I listen, there with Breeze yet. I've watched a couple Notre Dame games. He's very good. You think so? He's very good. I, I don't Tariko, know if I'm there with him yet. Tariko's great. Tariko is absolutely great. Tariko is absolutely great. Um, I, he I, used I just, to do Monday Night Football, right? With Gruden. With Gruden. That's right. Duh. That's right. That was his buddy. Yeah. That's my N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Gruden wrote that in an email. I'm not touching that one. Um <laughs> I just I had an, I just can't do it. It's 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 like you know Romo's Romo's a little bit annoying. He talks too much, but he's great. And I I don't I don't mind Aikman at all. I know people have a problem with Aikman. I like Aikman. I think he does but, fine. But he's a little more professional. Collins what I like, worked, like what I like about Tony Romo is that he just sounds like he's having fun, like he's yeah. enjoying himself, and he's I can like appreciate that. Collins Collinsworth. The problem with Collinsworth is he comes across as a fucking know it all all the time. Exactly. Like, like the know-it-all that's like snubbing his nose at you, like thumbing his nose at you, like ah, dude, you, 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 come on. And it's like, dude, you're don't be an asshole. Oh, when I played, like, <laughs> oh, Chris, like, all right, sir. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, I just, I, I just guys, wanted, I just wanted to course. see if you agree to me or not. But next time you watch a Sunday Night game, keep an eye on it. It's, it's. I've it's never very been annoying. a huge fan of Collinsworth. I, I like Al Michael still. I, I, yeah. There's something about his voice that it just like belongs with sports, but. And yeah, maybe yeah, there's I a certain amount of respect there that I wouldn't want to let him go. But Collinsworth, I never, I was never a big fan, and I just don't. His voice just sounds condescending. It, he just comes across condescending, even when he's not trying to be. Well said. <laughs> it exactly. just sounds yeah, I like know. That. I know. <laughs> what do you want for dinner? Steak. Well, Chris, fuck you. I don't want steak. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna eat steak. <laughs> like, okay, douchebag. And you're gonna get it medium rare. Michigan lost to Michigan State. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, thanks for that one, Dick. All right, we said it. We said it. You mushed him. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Michigan chokes away a 16-point lead midway through the third quarter. Do you think Michigan State just kind of outlasted them? Like they just – they were – it was like a game of attrition. Like they were still 
I don't know. Kind of Michi- full speed no, when Michigan was running Mich- out of gas. Michigan kind of ran out of gas is fair. However, they had a lot of opportunities to get off the field. For Michigan sure. State converted two. They had opportunities to stay on the field, two, too. <laughs> Two-point conversions. Correct. Uh, they coll- they connected on two fourth and longs. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like they made more plays than we did where it mattered. For sure. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the referees and the challenges, but there is a weird thing when Michigan <laughs> State is seven for seven on, on reviews. <laughs> what the fuck is that? They use them wisely. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's weird. Um, but beside that, they could have won that game without that. Absolutely. Uh, and I made a point to you last week that that was fully one of the reasons why they lost the game. When I brought up playing two quarterbacks. I don't like it. Michigan gets a turnover or a turnover on downs. First and 10 in Michigan State territory. They bring the backup in, and he drops one of the read option, dive option plays, and Michigan State gets the ball back. And I thought of you right away, and I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. This happened in this game where I just brought this up to him less than 24 hours ago. That's the problem. See, what's funny is if it's your starter who does that, you're just like, hey, this shit happens. But it's when you start yes. making weird, doing weird shit, if it doesn't work all the time, because the reality is it's it's kind of worked this year. It has kind of worked this year. But I mean, we, we also said coming into we this also, game. We also said it's scary in spots, and that was the spot yeah. This is, like there's just no doubt about it, man. I mean, I you mean, know, and I, you're just going to question it that much harder when you're pulling this weird rotational thing with your quarterbacks, and then it doesn't. Not only doesn't work, doesn't work is fine. When it backfires, that's a problem, and that's you know that's what happened. And you know, Blake Corum kind of took. The, he goes, I. I didn't know. I would have took it. I didn't know. He goes, I thought he saw something late because he's in there to make the to yes, run. right. So he's like, he, I don't know if he saw something late. And he, but listen, I I don't think Michigan's bad. I think it was no. a very good football game. No, no, no. I, I, and listen, I this think... is a let's be let's keep it real here. Now I know you're a Michigan fan, but let's be like fair analysts here. This was a really yeah. tough spot yeah. for Michigan. Like yeah. I know they I like what they've done this year, um, but this is kind of their first year of being back to a bruising style of football. And this yeah. is a road game against a rival who is also undefeated. He's also very good. Yeah, yeah, this is this was no like layup. Like this is okay. So we've talked about there's a difference between a tough loss and a bad loss. This is a tough loss. Agreed. You were winning the game. Um, I think they're the better team, uh, but but you lost. It's a tough one. It's not bad loss. You didn't lose to a lesser team. You you weren't like you know it wasn't a home loss. You know, to App State, that's a that's a bad loss. Yeah, like this no. was a tough loss, but I certainly don't think it's one of those losses where you're like ashamed to say you're a Wolverines fan. Like, right? It's right. just a tough one. I mean, it's a tough. That's a tough game. That's a tough think, game, and it's a tough loss because you were winning. I, th- I think one of the things or two of the things that bother me and the Michigan guys is who you lost to. Number one, yeah, it hurts. And, and number two is it's a very familiar loss. That they is a problem. Lost, under Harbaugh, they've lost a ton of these games. Are they now three and four against Michigan State under Harbaugh? And they've been and they've been favored in every one. Every one. That that is a problem. It's, it, that's a problem. And that's a problem. And what's worse with this one is you're winning by double digits. Absolutely. In, in, sec- in the second half. In the second half. So. Absolutely. And and they set up for too many field goals. Yeah, your field goal kicker is great. Knock on wood. But you need touchdowns against yeah. ga- teams like this in, in games like this. Yeah. So now we'll say the running back number, was number nine. Oh, what the heck's his name? Walker's very oh. good. Very good. Kenneth Walker, very there's good a, player. There's a uh, a physicality to him. Like, he bounces off tackles very well. And he didn't, he yeah. didn't get off to a great start, but he, and again, he was a very wearing good tackling him down. Team. Yes. And it, yeah. Very physical. 
and he he's he's a really nice player. And now he actually moves up the board on a Heisman on a Heisman. I think board, I so. think he's got to be the favorite right now. He he may very yeah, well he be. A, he had a phenomenal game against a ranked opponent. No one else could really say that. So I, I think he's I think he's up on top. And I hate to say it, but yeah, um, yeah. You know, and now now also Michigan's made are going forward. We'll see if this is a, if this is a really what they say in the locker room. If it's a different outcome, different formula, different mindset. Or it's going to be the same old Michigan team that we've seen right. under Harbaugh. So we'll see. We well, got two weeks, three weeks. They play Ohio State. They got three weeks for Ohio State. They got Indiana home this week. They got at Penn State, who was no pushover. They showed some balls last week at, sure. at, at the Horseshoe. And then they got Maryland, and then they got Ohio State after Thanksgiving. So listen, it's plenty of opportunities going, moving if forward. You, if you go into that game ten and one, not you know what you nut it up, and now you see where you're at with them. Absolutely. If not, it's the same old team. Yeah. So we'll see. Absolutely. Wisconsin pulls off a nice victory against Iowa. I think Iowa's been exposed over the last few weeks now because Wisconsin that game was never close. This game, this is not a prime Wisconsin football team. So for them to just kind of stomp Iowa, it's a bad loss. A team that not too many people are talking about, but they are. Let me see where they're ranked. Baylor. They got them at number twelve in the college football playoffs. They did exactly. That was one of my picks last week. They did exactly what I said they were going to do. Texas just finds a way to lose these games. They got off to another lead and then cough it up again. So Baylor uh, Baylor beats Texas. It's just a weird thing. Sark is going to start taking some real heat. Not start. He's been taking some real heat. You get leads against Oklahoma. You got a lead two weeks ago against whoever. You did it against Baylor now. Like multiple very, games. It's very early in the Sark ten, tenure there. But is he one of those guys we were talking about that's a better OC than a head coach? I don't have an answer for you yet. I don't have an answer for you. I I feel like I'm looking do at a have, better team than I saw last year. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, they, I, I I think they I, might I, have four. I agree because, with yeah, that because Oklahoma they lost like the first or second game to see what. Yeah, it's oh it, they lost they lost Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah they think got four. four. I think it's yeah, four. They yeah. might be four and four or whatever the hell they are. Um, it's too early for me to tell that. I I feel like I'm looking at a better team than I saw last year. Okay. So you know how with the Jets, I say I'm always looking for the bright side, but then we've talked about how these before Mike White played this week, uh, these first halves, especially these first quarters with Zach Wilson and Mac, Mike Lafleur, like it's a it's a pattern now, and that's a problem, and you have to break out of that pattern. We now clearly have a pattern with Texas of them coming out of the gate fast, scoring, taking a lead. Double digit leads many times. They had a very large lead against. They had twenty eight points in the first quarter against Oklahoma. They had oh. a big lead in that game, and they, and they end up losing that one. I think they had a three touchdown lead at one point in that game, and they end up losing. Yep. You know they had a double digit lead against Baylor. They had a double. They had a, a lead against uh, Jesus. I forget who it was a couple weeks ago. Um, Oak State. Oklahoma. Did they beat Oak State? I, I don't remember I don't who it was. But they they now have a pattern of taking leads, sometimes large leads, and coughing them up for losses, not even like squeaking out the win, end up with a loss. That's a pattern, and that's something that people can hook their horns into, no uh, no pun intended, and <laughs> it's going to stick until you break that cycle. Now, I, I feel like I'm looking at a better team than I've seen the last couple of years, but you got to win games, dude. you got to win yeah. games. He's certainly yeah, not 500. on a hot seat or anything like that. No, 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 no. Nebraska is just like the one of the weirdest teams I've ever seen. Like they play now, they play Ohio State this week, and I'm expecting like a, a field goal game because that's all they play in. But they just lose them all. So who the hell they just lose to? They lose to what Minnesota or something? Like I forget who they just lost they to. They lost to Minnesota two weeks ago. Did they have a bye this week? No, they lost. Oh, for Christ! Are you gonna make me look this up? No, I gotta listen. look it up because it's freaking bothering me now. 
Was it Rutgers? No. No. Because Rutgers lost close, I think, to Illinois or something like that. Oh, I have no idea. I had it here because it's. It, I'm like, this team, no matter who they play, they play just good enough to lose. Who the hell was it? Was it here? Purdue? I think you're right. I think it was Purdue. Let me just confirm that. Purdue, 28-23 at home. Yeah, How do you play a field goal game against Oklahoma? Michigan. Michigan. Penn State. Like, uh, um, who else did they play? Tough game. Oklahoma, Michigan. There's one other one. Michigan State. Yeah. And you can't be Purdue at home, and you can't it's, be Minnesota, it's, it's and you nuts. can't beat Illinois. It's, nuts. it's just weird. So we, after they lost like a couple of those close ones, we're like, "Oh, Frost is off the hot seat." Frost is right back on the hot seat. He's probably going to get fired because they're not going to make a bowl game. Oh, it's just yeah. crazy. Uh, uh, speaking about Ohio State, their offense looks semi-normal against Penn State. They didn't look super explosive like they State, have. Which Penn State is, is very fast sign. and has a lot. Uh, uh, is very physical. So. Yeah. Um, I'll give them that, and they they played they played their balls off. They played as you know, and, and Ohio State still won. Ohio State's a very good football team. Now, what you can yeah. say is that Penn State does not have a great offense, and they were able to score. Yeah, they were moving it. They were Clifford moving the ball. All, Clifford looked a lot better than he did against Illinois. That's for sure. Yeah, it couldn't look, couldn't look much worse. Like, dude, that that Illinois game was the, the you know the typical trap game. Yeah. They God. Oklahoma ran away from Texas Tech. It's enough of that. Georgia stomps Florida, but what's so interesting about that game is that it's like a field goal game, and Georgia scores three touchdowns in like the last two and a half minutes off like interception return for a touchdown. To Dude, a, it was crazy. It was like bing, bing, bing. Next thing you know, it's 24 to 6 or whatever. I'm like, what the hell just happened here, man? It looks like it's a blowout. This I game know. is close. It this was. This game is close, and just like play, 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 boom, done. It's And it was over. Just like that, Dan, it was over. Dan Mellon's starting to feel the heat in Florida from what I heard today. What? So there's something else going on there. I, there, there's a story I'm gonna have to look it up, and I'll have it for next week because there's other shit going on in Florida oh, with him. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's vaccine shit. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm gonna have to look that up. I gotta, I gotta. Uh, you mentioned Oklahoma. Uh, hey, Oregon, Oregon rolled too. Oregon. I'm gonna throw a team out there at you that we don't talk about, and they're undefeated. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. They're not going anywhere. If they win the ACC, they get nothing. They're not going. Let me anywhere. look at them in the college football playoffs. I got them somewhere. They're nine. I think they're nine. They're nine. Yeah. They, they win the ACC. They get nothing? No. And like it. <laughs> and like <laughs> it. <laughs> Suck so it, Wake. Caddyshack. I mean, they destroyed. They're the ninth-ranked team. They destroyed Duke. Duke is not good this year. but Duke? Who gives Duke? But they're undefeated. Wake is undefeated. This isn't your Steve Spurrier Blue Devils, my friend. <laughs> Hey, how come undefeated means something for Cincinnati, but it doesn't mean anything for Wake Forest? I don't know. Oh, my God. That was so weak. Wait, what'd you say? One more time? <laughs> how come undefeated means something for Cincinnati, but it doesn't mean anything for Wake Forest? Because Cincinnati started seven. Wake was on un- unranked. That's a huge difference. That, that's how these guys look at it. I, I mean, didn't they did the- beat Notre Dame, too. I didn't write the book. I read the book. <laughs> I just, just played saying. by the rules. I'm just saying. Um... Did they beat Clemson? Did I don't know if they played him yet. I just know they're undefeated. Clemson's not good, but Clemson still does have a very good defense. Did you see how they covered that game last week? Yes. That's Better's nightmare death sentence, dude. Oh <laughs> my god. God, I've been there so many times. Me too, dude. Been there you're never, too, you're too never many on the times. right side. You're never on the right well, side. Well, you don't remember when you're on the right side of that one because it just felt good and you <laughs> go out and have a half a dozen beers. You're like, yeah, and you move on. But that shit lingers, man. It's like he said in Rounders, man. Guys, 
guys will, guys never forget their big wins, but they can recall with incredible detail their yeah. tough beats. Bernie Shawty. I, I had I had Trent Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Dude, right? I got I got kings in the hole. I I, I come out with a raise. <laughs> Boom! Guy rivers an ace. Five seven offsuit, he catches a strain. I know, right? So it's just unbelievable, unbelievable. So, but that's that's what that was. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, college preview. Are you done with your review? You got. And Notre Dame had a nice win against North Carolina. I told you it was a good game too. It was a lot of offense. If you like offense, that was a good game to watch. I said if no, if North Carolina played their best, they could have beat Notre Dame. Um, they played yeah. pretty well on offense. You know who Sam Howell is, by the way. He's Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah. He's Baker yep. Mayfield. Maybe a better arm. Maybe a little more athletic. I don't know maybe how much a taller. I don't even know how much taller. He's Baker Mayfield. And look, I, I don't know. Maybe Baker Mayfield is a starter can, in this league. Can but the Browns replace Baker Mayfield with Baker Mayfield? <laughs> you should. You should, right? He's cheaper. <laughs> if you get the same guy for a quarter of the price, you got to do it. I would do that in a heartbeat. I tell you uh, who I do like is that kid, Kenny Pickett. I like him more and more. He threw yeah. 400 yards this week. It was a loss, but it was because Pittsburgh yeah. couldn't stop Miami, who can't score against anybody. That's that's payback from a couple years ago. Miami was undefeated. It's a bad loss, uh, but Kenny Pickett throws for over 400 yards. He's really good, and I like him a lot. I like him Yep, a lot. I agree. Yeah, let's get to what's coming up this week. Uh, week 10 preview, not much. Another, another quiet slate after last week's bananas. Uh, number 13, Auburn, goes to your new love, for Texas A&M Aggies. I think that's a really good game. You with me? Yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, uh, I got Texas at Iowa State. I think that game decides. Listen, I wasn't mm. high in Iowa State before the year. They're they a weird team. Yeah, they just had another weird loss. Wait, what was the first game you said? Auburn at, at A&M. Thanks yep, for go ahead. Attention. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, And this one sucks, dude. This game has no buzz, and it used to be one of the best games of the year. LSU at Alabama. I know. Dude, they're 20-something point favorites. Uh, dude, it's It kind of means nothing. Uh, Oregon plays uh, Washington. Yeah, that game stinks. Well, I only say this because Washington – listen, it's at Washington, number they one. They can't score. They can't score, all. but they do have a very good defense. And Oregon – if, if anything, Oregon has been a little yeah. shady on the road this year. Now, they did beat Ohio State on the road, so I, I got to give them that, obviously. But yeah, that's – They've been a little shaky on the road. Listen, any team on the road, it's – road in college football is really, really tough. I'm just telling you, upset alert there with Washington. They're not great. They're not a good team, and their offense is not as bad. But their defense is really good, and if their defense shows out, maybe get a couple turnovers here, maybe return something for a touchdown. Don't be surprised Washington wins that game. Not one of my official picks, by the way. Um, College rankings. Hey, what about this, though? There's a couple of the games you didn't mention. Oh, dude, it's a bad slate. You like you got anything else? No, but it's interesting. I want to see what happens when Michigan State at Purdue. You're gonna you just come off a massive win. I'm gonna talk about that in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> what were you just gonna say? <laughs> you have anything else you want to add to that? <laughs> uh, apparently not. <laughs> Do we? St- um, I did want to say I wanted to give you a scenario. For Cincinnati, because Cincinnati's on the outside looking in. Please, right now, I was going to okay? ask you about this. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. are number six. Yep. And they're going to be stuck there if nothing changes. But something Dude, has a, to that's change. That's a tough hill to climb, bro. I'm going to be honest is, with you. It is. It is. But here, here's what they need. Here's what they absolutely have to have. Like these two things, these first two things they have to have. Uh, Georgia has to beat Alabama. Correct. And Michigan State has to lose somewhere along the line. Correct. State. And, and I think both of those are likely. I agree with you. Now, what would help also, they need, they have to have those two things. 
But what would help also is if Ohio State net gets another loss, like, hey, you know, hey, your Wolverines go out and yeah, beat them. That, that would help that'd immensely. That would be a change, yeah. Yeah, and they and it'd be nice if they. I'm sure they'll be rooting for the Huskies this weekend for Oregon to take it out. And and I also and I also think Oklahoma could jump them too if they go undefeated. There's no doubt about that. I just think that's true because because the vote the voters look at this different now with Williams a quarterback than they did with with Rattler. I agree. No doubt about it. I agree. But listen, if Bama loses to Georgia and Michigan State loses, that's two teams out. So even if I I just yeah, I think this is the year. You're right, though. If Oklahoma goes undefeated, that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. But they're all the way at eighth. I mean, they got Michigan ranked higher than them, and they got a loss. You know that and that Oregon, that Big Twelve, that Big Twelve, yeah, that Big Twelve is they're they're it's not as simple as go undefeated. I guess it'll. So it, do, you have, it do you have do you have any issues with Oregon being ahead of Ohio State? I, I think the they absolutely should be. The game uh-huh. has the games have to matter. I'm shocked that they did it. I'm I am that too. They did it. Yeah. I am too. Yep. And Colin yep. Cowherd wouldn't do that. He he would think that Ohio State should be higher. And I'm like, dude, they actually beat. They have the same record, and they beat them. Uh, dude, that game has dude, to matter. Joey that game Galloway, has to matter. Joey, Joey Galloway last night on the on the thing on the show. What did he say? Uh, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. And I give Herbshire credit. He goes, Joey, I know you you played there. We played there, but they beat us. They beat them. Like, At the horseshoe. Say what you want to say. They beat them. And then, and then Kirk said it right. He goes, listen, we're going to have a chance to get back in. No doubt about it. So, Look, the reality right now, you, you can turn around and say, who did who did Oregon State, or Oregon lose to? Stanford, which is a bad loss. You can say it's a bad loss. It's but, not a horrible, it's not a horrible just, loss. Like, uh, look at it this way. If you look in the NFL... If two teams were tied at the same record, they don't look at who you lost to. They look at your record, and they see you guys got the same record, and then they go head-to-head. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, Cleveland ha- Cleveland beat the Steelers twice. Cleveland is ahead. Like, that game has to matter. That right. game where Oregon beat them has to matter. So, yeah, I have I have a thing with that. Right. So that's my way for Cincinnati to get in. Like that's They need those two things. They need Georgia to beat Alabama and they need Michigan State to lose. Both. I, I think Michigan State will absolutely lose one game this year. I freaking um, hope so. I hope and and I think Georgia will beat Alabama because I think they're I think they're better. And they would be they would be well served if Ohio State and Oregon both lost a game. Then they would definitely be in. So, is it time for the music? It's time for the music. And give me one second. I just got to close my door. Yeah, by all means. Oh yeah, it's time for the best bets. Now we have been making you guys money week after week after week. I can't tell you if the money's going to be made in college or if the money's going to be made in the pros, but what I can tell you is that we make you money. So don't try to decide ahead of time whether or not you're going to follow our college picks or our pro picks. Just follow the picks. Take out a small loan. Listen, I am, Go I am, guy. Bound, I am bound to get hot at some point. Pay the big. Rise the train. Let's start in college football. I feel much stronger about my games this week. Uh, I'm at my first game here. I'm going to take Kentucky minus one over Tennessee. I think Tennessee is much improved. I love the job that uh, What's-His-Face is doing over there. <clears throat> uh, Stoops? No. No, I'm saying with Tennessee. Um, oh, um. Yeah, that guy. Josh Heupel. Heupel. He's doing a much better job than most people thought he would. But Kentucky uh, is coming off a couple losses where they played some of the better teams in a division. But where they have been really, really good is at home. And they're back home against a team that they should beat. I have no understanding of why they're only one-point favorites. I love Kentucky to roll here. They have a very good defense. Kentucky minus the one over Tennessee. I wrote that down wrong. My bad. I had Tennessee. Um, yeah. I told you to wait on this game and wait no more. 
I'm going Purdue Boilermakers plus three at home versus the emotional, the tired, the beat up, the happy Michigan State Spartans. You're thinking letdown, huh? I think letdown. I think slow start after our emotional <laughs> win against our rival. And Purdue's not bad. No, they're not bad. I think Purdue, especially because Michigan State has a bad secondary, I think Purdue could throw it on them a lot. And I think, I think, I don't know if they win it, but I think they keep it close. What's the spread? Three. Man, that's not a lot of points. You would think that it'd be bigger than that. Where's the game? At Purdue, right? Correct. Yes. I, I, this is I, this is upset alert city, man, because this is a letdown of all letdowns after beating Michigan. So this right. It's... Although I have to tell you, I like Michigan State's coach Mel Tucker. I just there's something about him. Like you know what I'm saying, dude. Sometimes you just see a guy in action, and you're like, yeah, that guy, that guy. I don't know. There's something about him. I like him a lot. But I don't know why he was so bad at Colorado. He was only there for a year. I know. And he's what was their record? They were bad. They had a bad record. I think they're mediocre. I think they're like five, well, How the hell do you get seven? How bad could it have been if you end up getting offered the job at Michigan State? We well, you know he was like the 12th candidate to get the hire. Yeah, it was weird, man. I'm telling you. We were on this team earlier in the season, and uh, then the, of course they, the next week they go out and lose to Hawaii. But I'm back on the Fresno State Bulldogs train. I'm taking Fresno State minus five over Boise State. Listen, this is not your dad's Boise State where back in the day they used to run everybody off the field. They could, they used to be able to beat Oklahoma in bowl games. They used to be able to beat Georgia at Georgia. This is a Boise State team that's four and four. They're a 500 football team. They're not, they're not terrible, but they're not good. Fresno State is a pretty damn good football team. They lost, the only two losses they have are a really bad loss to Hawaii. And, like, they lost by a field goal to Oregon or first game of the season, first or second game of the season, whatever the hell it was. I love this one. Give me Fresno State minus the five against Boise State. I think they roll pretty easily here. <clears throat> you said Nebraska by three, you think, against Ohio State. It's just one of those freaky games that, you know, they come to play against somehow them. Somehow they do and, it. And yeah. then somehow they lose it. I disagree. Oh, I hate, Roll Buckeyes. I, hate, I hate this team with a passion of a thousand suns. Got to bet with your head, not your heart. I think they had a sluggish game against Penn State, and give Penn State credit for that. I think Nebraska's defeated. I think they know. I think Frost is in trouble, like you said. They have a horrible defense. Their quarterback turns the ball over so much, oh. and always at always at terrible times. Yeah. And I he think started Ohio for State, four years, too. I think, this, And he has one year of eligibility left, it's which is crazy, freaking insane. Because last year didn't count. <laughs> oh, my God. One of my buddy, good buddies is a Nebraska alum, and he's, he's had it with the whole damn thing. Um, I think Ohio State by three touchdowns. What are they favored by? 15. Ah, that seems low. It's at, it's at Nebraska? Yes, sir. New uh, only, listen, I'm with you 100% in this one. Ohio State should roll, roll. <laughs> but Nebraska just has a weird has had a weird way all season of staying close in these games, but they're they're way overmatched here. Let's head to the NFL. Uh, you had this team. Listen, we we've had both of these teams on the don't know list, and I'm going against my own rule here, where I said don't bet any of the Eagles games. <laughs> <laughs> Twice in three I weeks. Make, and I, I make these rules, and I just break the rules. I don't know what the hell's – why bother having a rule? I'm taking the Chargers minus one and a half against Philly. Listen, I think they're a much better team. I think they got a much better quarterback. Um, 
Philly's coming off a win against Detroit, and they're probably feeling themselves, feeling fantastic. And the Chargers are coming off a really tough loss. A game they, sh they should have been able to beat the Patriots, and they didn't. I like the Chargers minus the one and a half against Philly. I just think they're a better team. I just think they're a better team. Well, for the second week in a row, we have the same damn pick. And I have the same exact reasoning. I'm taking a better quarterback here, and they're a little bit desperate. To stay, to stay above water in the AFC West, I'm taking the Chargers. They gotta, they, they gotta be better than this, right? Yeah. What are they, 4-3 yep. and three right now? I mean, it's not terrible, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my second game, I'm going back to the well here on another bad team. I, I, just, I, I gotta be... My brain is mangled. Oh, but I couldn't... have the same one. <laughs> I'm gonna go... I have a bad team, too. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins minus oh, six and a half you're, over you're Houston. Su you're suicidal is what you are. <laughs> Listen, I'm going back to the well here. They covered on a two and a half point spread against Atlanta. They lost by two. They were getting two and a half. Hey, a win is a win. Um... Listen, I think I think Houston is bad, and what what Houston struggles with more than anything, Davis Mills struggles when he gets pressure. And if there's anything that Miami can do a little bit of, they have a decent defense. They should be able to get after him. Game is in Miami. I gotta think they can win this game by a touchdown. Listen, you can say what you want about Miami. Can't blame this shit on Tua. Tua has been playing pretty damn good the last few weeks. Uh, I'm gonna take Miami minus six and a half over Houston. I agree with you on Tua for sure. He has, has looked a little better. He's played better. He's played pretty damn good. <clears throat> Put up some um, pretty good numbers. Well, I'm taking a crappy team as well here. And I don't know why, honestly. I have no idea why. Um, <laughs> Couldn't find anything else, huh? Th they're, they're all banged up. They're, now that I'm just seeing on TV that they're all COVID issues, <clears throat> I think I'm taking this one for against the other team. Vegas is an absolute emotional wreck right now. I think so. They're coming across the country. One o'clock kick at the Meadowlands. Teammate just kills a woman in a bad, bad accident. Oh. They release him. Two weeks, three weeks removed from John Gruden, their coach getting fired. It's been quite a whirlwind season for them. Coming off a bye week where you're now you're focused, and now you got to refocus four days before game. I don't love it. I'm going to take the Giants at home plus a field goal. And say what you want. Ballsy pick. They, they play tough. They, they play do. Tough. They, they do. Got to give Joe Judge some credit for that. I, I, this is going to be one of those like 1917 weird ass games. I think. Like, I can so, see that. Give me the Giants plus three. Like it. Our college football picks. I have Kentucky minus one over Tennessee, and I have Fresno State minus five over Boise State. Boise State is not what they once were. They're an average team at best. I love Fresno State and I love Kentucky. What are your college picks? I have the Ohio State Buckeyes minus 15 at Nebraska and the Purdue Boilermakers, a heavy Big Ten segment plus three at home versus Michigan State. Big chalk with the Buckeyes there. And in the NFL, I got the Chargers minus one and a half over the I don't know Phillies, Philly uh, uh, Eagles. And I have uh, the one-win Miami Dolphins. I don't know that they should be favored by anybody by almost a touchdown, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to take Miami minus six and a half over Houston. I have the New York Giants plus three versus at home versus the Raiders. And with you, the Chargers minus one and a half. What's it? Is that Philly? I believe it's at Philly, yeah. Yeah, I think it's at Philly, too. It's at Philly. So those are your winners. Listen. We've been making you money. So, again, I don't know which one. You get, you get what, eight, eight games to pick from? Play them all. <laughs> win six of them. Take your girl out for dinner. It'll be great. <laughs> you have anything else you'd like to get to before we wrap number 41 up? Uh, I do not, sir. That's it for you? That's it for me. I have my 41s. 40 41 players. 
Uh, I got three guys. Number three, Tom Terrific, Hall of Fame World Series pitcher, Tom Seaver. At number two, NBA champ and the NCAA tournament points record in six games at 184 in 1989. Sorry, Mikey, the Michigan Wolverine great against the Seton Hall Pirate. That'd be Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice. He used to fill that bucket, boy. And number one, one of my favorite players of all time. My one of my best friends hates this guy, and I love him. One of the first seven-foot shooters that were was unbelievable shooting over the top of people from anywhere in the gym. Hall of Famer, NBA champion Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk. Uh, I am going to give you a fun fact about the number forty-one. Number forty-one, and it actually ends up still being in the world of sports here. Number forty-one was the race number worn by Roger Bannister. Who's Roger Bannister, many of you may be asking, especially some of you younger folk. Roger Bannister was the first man to ever run a four-minute mile. Nobody had ever run a four-minute mile. Not only did nobody ever run a four-minute mile, but it was thought to have been impossible. It was theorized, this is true, it was theorized that if you ran fast enough to run a four-minute mile, your heart would explode. They just thought wow. it was too fast, right? Like, you can't go that fast, your heart will just burst. What's more interesting about this, and this is, this is, uh, we'll say, like, human psychology at its finest. So, I don't know the year that uh, Roger Bannister ran the four-minute mile, but within a year of him running a four-minute mile for the first time, four other people ran a four-minute mile. So, he showed that it was possible, and then others followed. Awesome. So for all of you out there who think something is impossible, it's only impossible if you don't give a run at it. So there you go, Roger Bannister. But his race number in the race that he he ran the first four-minute mile was number 40. Nice. By the way, in Mexico, cuarenta y uno is slang for a gay person. Cuarenta y uno. Why? Because in 1901, 41 homosexuals were rounded up at a hotel and arrested uh, in Mexico City. Oh, How about that? Simply because they were gay. Thank God 120 years later, we've come a pretty long way from yes. that kind of thing. But that is a slang term in Mexico. So, you just there's so much to learn here on this show. And it's not just sports. A lot of sports. I still, little, I, still like the, I still like the WD-41 from last week. How about that, right? Yeah. yeah Listen, good. there's all kinds of neat things that you can learn. Listen, I hope your picks start to do a little better because they can't do much worse. For Scott Bracey, I'm Pete Colisano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Later.